What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 52 of The Rock Zone. This week, um, I'm on my own. Uh, everyone's sort of buggered off because uh, they've got prior commitments. I think Tom's oiling a floor, believe it or not. Um, but hey-ho, I'm still excited because this week's episode is going to be just as jam-packed with some juicy nuggets of information. Um, but yeah, let's just get the show on the road. Uh, yeah, I mean, on my own, uh, three, two, one, uh, Rock Zone in. <laughs> So, what can you actually expect this week? This week, we've got the one and only Tim Winch is going to be joining us. He's obviously just come off the back of his race in Cologne, uh, winning. Um, alongside him, he's going to be joined by the wonderful Mr. Hyrox himself, uh, Paul Gillingham. Yeah, so we've got a fucking jam-packed phone call uh, coming up soon. Um, and he's going to be giving us his experience, um, and his lowdown, let's say, of racing pro in Malaga. What else have we got? You're also going to hear... Uh, what me and the boys got up to on the weekend. We actually went up to uh, the farm for the High Rocks Weekender, a little term that we're coining, and sat down with Eddie Dyer, UK well, UK general manager now. He's actually gone up in the world. And his colleague, the brand partnership manager, Claudia Strang. I just had to look at my notes there to get that right because there's so many new people in the High Rocks world. And let me just say, they have given us some absolute nuggets of information, which I cannot wait to share with you later in this episode. But here's a little sneak peek. I think, uh, I think High Rocks London is what, what people should be most excited about right now because it's going to be our biggest ever race ever. Yeah, it's going to be an amazing experience for the spectators as well because... Manchester's obviously going to be special. It's our world championships. If you ask me what I'm most excited about, I would say, what's to come from 2023, 2024? What's new? Are there any other locations that are popping up? New venues in the High Rocks tour. Can we reveal? Well, we've... Yeah, evidently, uh, we had a whale of a time chopping that out and teasing all that stuff. But uh, yeah, it's going to be good. So that's all to come. Plus, Max has actually left me in charge of explaining the most recent Science Sundays post, which you can find on both the High Rocks UK page, but more importantly, our page on Instagram, which is at Pod, because we've got some really exciting stuff to come over the next coming weeks. But this week, we'll actually be breaking down uh, what percentage of an exercise the overall race makes up and if i've confused you there just wait till the end of the episode but i think if we actually take a step back to uh what's actually been happening in the world of high rocks this week obviously we had the race in malaga and cologne so i'm gonna jump into uh whatsapp uh, and i'm gonna let me see if i can get a hold of mr tim winch and paul gillingham let's have a look here um legends of high rocks whatsapp group chat right okay this is gonna be interesting let's hit call and see, uh, see if we can get through some. I do know that they are in the airport, or at least Paul is. So this may be a quite exciting uh, little uh, little interlude. Right, it's ringing. Here we go. Paul's on the line. Paul, Hello. how's it going? Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Paul. Um, and thank you for taking... Thanks for inviting me on. Oh, mate, it's great to have you here. Thanks for taking time out your busy schedule. I know you're you're actually in between probably duty-free and the flight back from Malaga. Is that right? No, oh, I'm third in the queue to check in. So I'm a little <laughs> bit further behind, but it's all good. It's all good. Oh, that, well, when you do get through, I mean, I, I mean, we might go on a slight tangent and ask you what alcohol you're going to buy to celebrate. But uh, to rewind a little <laughs> bit, um, and fantastic, I think we've got... Uh, we've got Tim on the line as well. Hello, Tim. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. I was just talking to Paul saying uh, what alcohol he's going to buy from Duty Free. Um, but 
I mean, guys, like... I don't think Tim wants to know anything about alcohol. I think he drank too, too much this weekend. Oh, really? <laughs> Maybe. <A> little celebration. <laughs> I mean, it was definitely in order, wasn't it? You uh, you went went out and yeah. uh, performed. Yeah. And, like, well, you actually won it. So let, let, let's uh, let's drop that in. Um, how did you find it? How was how was the race? How did this one compare to the, to the previous races? So the race felt very good. Um, I felt very strong. My, my runs were very fast. And before before the race, um, my only aim was to win. Yeah. It was a really strong field of um, strong athletes. Yeah, well, it sounds like you showed up. I mean, it's, it's really interesting, actually, because you you actually have already qualified for the Elite 15. So was what was your theory going into this race? Was it just about testing out race strategy, just giving it another whirl, or was it just trying to dick on other people in the field? Oh, so my strategy, I don't have a strategy. Um, I want to win. <laughs> fantastic. And you guys both had a fantastic weekend racing. Paul, what was your what was your time in Malaga? You came in around 70 minutes, was that right? In the pro, yeah, it was stepping up. One, one hour, 10.53. Wow. Um, yeah, it, uh, it, it went well, to, to, say, to say the least. I spoke to Tim in the week, and um, I said oh, I'd love to get love to get sub seventy, mm. and he kind of like said he goes, "You just got to remember that it's a pro race, and going under sub seventy in a pro race is like a big deal." Mm. But that 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 was my kind, that was my goal. Whether or not I knew I could achieve it or thought I could achieve it um, was a different story. But mm. I felt good going into it. Like Tim's programming's been spot on. Um, I've followed it. To the letter, I've trusted the process. My runs have improved so much, like this season, it's unbelievable. Um, I mean, the only thing, the only thing that I was concerned about, like pre-race, was fueling. And I said this to Sandy when I was over there, and Sandy was great on the day. And I, like, I want to give a like, mention to um, Jonathan Wynn, who helped me during the day, mm. and also to Florian Gassi was there as well. So these boys like deserve a mention. But I, I didn't know like how much to eat or whether to eat too much or too little and to drink too much or too little but it, it just came good that's so good i'm really interested to hear what those tips were that uh, all the all the advice you've been given it sounds like the program's been brilliant but were there any sort of nuggets that were ahead of the day that helped you with either mindset or preparation in terms of stepping up um it was the, the whole thing was brand new to me like from racing late at night to to the heavy weights. I mean, I didn't sleep that great at all whilst I was over there. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't like the greatest of sleep. And you still posted a one-hour test. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I ate, I ate pretty much similar to what I normally do. Um, had my Pop-Tart, like I always do, <laughs> which Tim doesn't like. Um, is that your guilty vice? Drank a lot. It is. I, and I stick by it. Yeah? It's, which um, flavour? Which yeah, flavour? I, I do stick by it. This weekend was s'mores. S'mores. Ooh, Very nice. Ooh la la. Tim, what, what what would you have as your snack, Tim? Uh, before a race, mm. when I have a race in, in the midday, um, so I will have my honey bread. Mm-hmm. Um, when I have a um, race in the evening, so I had um, spaghetti bolognese. Okay, yeah, I'm a big fan spaghetti, of pasta. Yeah, spaghetti um, bolognese, yeah. Yeah, and I had enough energy for the whole race. Fair enough. I mean, these are, you're giving away trade secrets now. I think you guys both had a fantastic weekend racing. If we briefly turn our attention just to the actual courses themselves, I guess starting with yourself, Paul, what, how would you summarise um, uh, Malaga? What were any key defining features to it? Was it an overall good energy for it? It was busy. It yeah. was very busy. Um, the, the actual 
floor, the room was tight. It wasn't it wasn't spacious. So it was okay. it was a very, very busy So it was quite a small hall then. Spectator. Um there was a lot of spectators there, yeah. It was mm. quite a small, small room, but there was a massive outdoor space which helps anyway when it's that hot over there. Okay. Um, so temperature wise it was it was hot in there, like yeah. really, really hot. Um, yeah, I mean the layout of the course was was, was good. I mean, I I mm. didn't have any issues with it. Um, didn't have any confusion with it. Mm. So yeah, I mean, if I could use one word to describe it, it would just be hot. <laughs> it, it, it was like it was very very hot in there. Brilliant, and that's probably all the hard work you're putting in. What about uh, what about yeah. what about yourself, Tim? How how did you find uh, Cologne? How did it compare to uh, other races in the season for you? Cologne was a little bit different because um, it was very crowded. Mm. Um, so it wasn't the fastest, but it was okay. Yeah, okay. But there were a lot of people who who watched the races, so it was great. Mm. How, sorry, how do, how do you? I've always wanted to ask so, actually. How 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 do you at the sort of the people at the top of their game? How do you measure your pace? Do you what specific? Uh, do you have a watch? Do you like what specific software do no, you use? So the, the, the most people have a watch. So mm. especially uh, Florian Gas, it's crazy how, how many data um, he has from mm. his race. Um, I don't have any watch. Oh wow! So, it's so you just freeball it? No, only by my feeling. Wow. Yeah. That's an incredible so, internal yeah. body clock. Does that apply to the exercises as well? Or is that just for the sort of running aspects? Uh, everything. You've got it dialed in. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah I should be eating like, honey on toast yeah. for breakfast as well at this rate. This is... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it works. That's you the try it. It's the winner. I actually do love honey. Honey's, yeah. honey's a fucking great condiment, if you can call it uh, that. Uh, honey bread um, win, win races. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound bite right there. Yeah. Fantastic. Finally, I think, um, guys, I've got a, a question for you both. Um, so we've actually pulled the data for both Malaga and Cologne, and uh, we've got the averages here uh, for male pro in both of them. I want to give you guys the option to guess which course do you think did faster on average um, between Malaga and Cologne in the male pro division? What, from, from like fastest to slowest? Uh, so the average time, it's the average time. So if we add up all the people that raced and we divide it by the total number of people that raced, we can get an average I'm, time. Yeah. I am going to say Cologne. Oh, okay. Timmy? So then I say Malaga. Oh, there's a little bait and switch. So I can reveal to you that the actual answer is Cologne, believe it or not, coming in yeah. at one hour, 17 minutes and 57 seconds uh, on average. Nice. Yeah. Uh, compare that to Malaga. The average pro time was one hour, 20 and 10 seconds. Uh, so wow. only two minutes in it, uh, approximately. Um, but overall, uh, just for context, the season five average so far is one hour twenty three fifty five. So um, okay. bo- both of them quicker than the rest of the season, believe it or not. Yeah, that's interesting, and I make I'm very happy with my performance after mm. hearing that as well. Yeah, and if you actually if you actually look at the open division as well, just because this is really interesting, uh, Malaga one hour twenty five fifty six, Cologne slower. At one hour twenty nine eighteen, and wow, yeah. So in the open, Malaga was actually quicker. 
That's oh. interesting. Yeah, so we had a little flip. But uh, those are a few little few little nuggets uh, of information. Um, so to round it out, Tim, thanks so much um, for jumping on the call and yourself, Paul. Um, really appreciate the time. Thank from you, guys. Um, let's get together uh, at the Worlds. Yeah. Um, looking forward to both seeing you there. And Likewise. Yeah. I'll pack the honey and toast. <laughs> and the pop tarts. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you so much, guys. We'll speak soon. Good. Cheers, guys. See you later. You. Bye. Right. Bye, bye, bye. Wicked. That was bloody fun, wasn't it, actually, talking to those guys. Um, so I obviously mentioned on the call there the fact that the men's open and the um, men's pro times, and I would be it would be mean of me to not talk about the women's uh, in this as well. So if you actually were to look at uh, Cologne, believe it or not, Cologne women's open is a minute quicker than the season five women's open average so far. And if we actually take a look at Malaga, Malaga women's is is bloody well. It's actually four minutes, uh, four minutes thirty quicker than the average so far. So if you're actually thinking about getting a quicker time, if these races do occur next season, um, probably want to to actually venture out of the UK for a bit, um, go on holiday, uh, get a tan, believe it or not. And it's the same story. Uh, of course, it's the same story in um, in women pro. So yeah, women pro um, is Malaga. It's a minute quicker and. Uh, oh, oh, I lied, actually. Women Pro, it's it's slower in Cologne uh, by 10 seconds. So Women Pro, probably not the one, Cologne. But uh, I think they probably do a nice hot chocolate or something. So is it cold there? It's probably cold there this time of year. Anyway, moving swiftly on. So Max has left me in charge of Science Sundays this week. And it's a, well, if you don't know what a Science Sunday is, it's our regular segment with the Hyrox UK Instagram account with the marketing managers over there. Fantastic team. Uh, we come, we bash our heads together and we come up with some interesting facts that help serve the community and demystify the world of Hyrox uh, by using all the data that's gathered from the lovely ankle bracelet when you're running around the track. Um, so this week... Um, is an interesting one where we've actually tried to talk about the different weighting or sort of different exercises that you get uh, in high rocks and how they're broken up in terms of how much they make up of your race. So we've actually managed to classify the exercises into weighted and non-weighted. So if you think about anything where you actually pick up something as a mass to it, that's the weighted exercises. And the non-weighted exercises are the burpee broad jumps, the uh, rowing machine and the ski erg. There we go. Simples. Um, if we actually look at the women's, uh, at the most recent Science Sunday post on where you can find it is at Pod on Instagram. Um, women's, um, believe it or not, a woman, the average woman open race, um, in terms of exercises in the weighted category, she spends most of her time in the sled. That's interesting because if you compare it to the men, most men spend most of their time in terms of weighted exercises in warbles. So there's a bit of a difference there. And I wonder if that is because of... Um, just the general sort of, I want to say biomechanics, but people pushing heavy things, you tend to not see women push heavy things a lot of the time. But hey-ho, I'm not trying here to speculate. If you've got a theory, do reach out to us um, and help us sort of get to the bottom of it. The other interesting fact that I thought I saw was the fact that the um, seventh run 
for the man was its third fastest. So in terms of runs, your fastest run usually is one, two, and then for men, on average, it's the seventh. Um, but in in women, it's like one, two, three, four, five. Um, but I, I'm doing a great job of talking about numbers when realistically you should be heading over to the Instagram account and checking it out for yourself. Um, and that is my cue to let Max uh, roll in his grave. He's not dead. Um, and uh, and try and do a better job of it next week. I hope I did you proud, dude. Uh, nice. So, into the main meet. Um, we actually were up in Oxford this weekend uh, on a high rocks weekender, uh, exercising uh, with all our friends and family. Woo! Um, and we took the opportunity to sit down with the general manager of High Rocks UK and the brand partnerships manager, Claudia Strang. So obviously Eddie is a a good friend to the show. Um, So we actually managed to dig a little deeper and get some nuggets out of them in terms of what you can expect in the upcoming London race and the upcoming World Championships. Um, So yeah, Yeah, give this a listen, guys. It's a bloody good little little teaser, I'll tell you that. Quick fire questions. Eddie, Claudia, thank you so much for joining us. Max, you got some questions? Yes, please. What should the community be excited about at the moment? I think uh, I think High Rocks London is what, what people should be most excited about right now um, because it's only, what is it, a couple of weeks away? Damn, um, son. So uh, I think that's the that's the big thing to be to be excited about. It's going to be our biggest ever race ever globally. Um, so we're going to have uh, over 7,000 athletes taking part uh, across the two days. Also our first ever two-day event. Um, in the UK, we've had a couple of two-day events outside of the UK, um, but it's it's going to be mega. Also at London Olympia, which is a super cool venue. So I think uh, I think London, Pyrox London is the thing to be excited about right now. Um, Kensington Olympia, why the change? Like it looks cool on the outside, but what what can we expect? Why not? Why not? It's a it's a super cool venue. Uh, we obviously we've done a few events um, at the XL, which is which is also cool in London. And the XL um, just not just not so expensive now, or is like you guys been priced no, out? Like why? No, why? XL why? just London Olympia has more character. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely it's does. It's got some heritage to it. It's got some atmosphere to the venue. It's a bit like Manchester Central. Yeah, the feeling. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be wicked. Yeah, it's gonna be amazing experience for the spectators as well. Yeah, um, because. We've got a upper mezzanine level, so you can basically watch the race like a bird's eye view, Ooh. which is something that doesn't ever happen. That's going to be cool. To actually, be able to like look down on the sleds and see who's pulling ahead yeah. and all and that you, sort of stuff. You can never really see the race as a whole. You always have to go to yeah. different sections. You know. So. Oh, all the fucking congestion's going to be gone. That's going to be wicked. Is there anything you can tell us about the actual course layout at all? Is it going to be any different to any other events or? Is it just another another high rocks and another beautiful building? Well, the other interesting thing about it is not only can you look at it from above, but when we were looking at the venue map the other day, is that actually the the workout stations are almost in like sequential order, which isn't always the case, right? So like from like it goes from like uh, you know workout one at one end of the venue all the way two, three, four, five. So actually, that will add, I think, something to like the, the so even less an excuse of... for Ben to get a penalty. Yeah, there's a logic to the race this time. I mean, <laughs> I'm personally, I am so happy about that. Like, I, I've got nothing to nothing to lean back on this time. That should be wicked. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of new venue layouts, there's rumours oh. that the World Championship might have a bit of a bit of an update when it comes to the layout. Do you know anything about that? We can reveal nothing. <laughs> 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 
Nice little segue out of London. <laughs> no, uh, well, I mean, Manchester's obviously going to be special. It's our World Championships. So obviously, that's a that's a bit of a different. It's a you know, obviously, um, our events are they do follow a similar format across you know, across the world, but our World Championships is a unique event. So there are lots of unique things happening there. Yeah, um, it has to be up leveled in some way. So if I raced there last time, say, what can I expect? Can you give us like any indication? of how it might be different? In Manchester? Yeah, is it going to be three laps again or? I think the biggest change that you'll see quickly is um, in terms of the the stand capacity. You know how we've had stands um, at recent UK events. At this, uh, the World Championship is going to be a whole a whole number level. The of Manchester stand. one was, was huge already. So you're saying it's going to be even bigger? Yeah. Bigger and better. How do you, how do you make a venue bigger? Is it just as one hall again? No, 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 not the venues. The venue's not any bigger. We're not increasing the size of Manchester. So it's still, it's still the same one hall in Manchester? Uh, it's still the hall. Yeah, it's still the hall. <laughs> I can see you're struggling for words here. Do you want to dive a little bit deeper, my dude? Well, we're using different areas yeah. of the of the venue because of the size of the event. So that's that's all really. We're just kind of... It's not going to be laid out exactly the same as yeah. it was. Um, but uh, but it's going to be the same hall. It's just it's more the stands that we were talking about being being more it's like tetris we had to reform up okay. some things so what are you most excited about with the layout um new layout i wouldn't say i'm not i don't geek out about layouts yeah, so I'd much say it's, more like, <laughs> <laughs> it's more what we're putting on offer the spectacle it's going to be a big big spectacle it's world championships but if you ask me what i'm most excited about for the world championships i would say let's go there. the opening ceremony and yeah. the um the elite race on friday night yeah and is that going to be live streamed Yes. Real yeah, world on the street is that we, you can watch it via YouTube. Well, actually, I don't know if it's going to be live stream. I know we have a we have a video. We're, we're going to do a production. I actually don't know if it's going to be live. Um, is it going to be live? Yeah, I've been, I've been talking about Just it. Just remember that if you say something, if you say something to them, then, <laughs> then they take said, it as verbatim. If you tell it to us, so well, Claudia saying it's it live, I'm records. saying I'm not sure. You guys take what, take what you what you will from that. Excellent. Okay. Moving swiftly onwards. Uh, Manchester World Championships is the final race of the season. So we, as Hyrox enthusiasts ourselves, are always very curious to understand what, I guess, is planned for summer. Well, well to be honest, yeah. you know, we're very busy with the London events and Manchester at the moment. Um, so there's a lot of work around getting those two ready and trying to get the most out of those two events and making sure that they're, they're great events for, for the community. Um, however, in the summer, we will definitely be doing things. I know we've done a lot of a lot of fun uh, fun gym gym and outdoor events um, in the past and we will definitely be looking to do more yeah the community like engagement won't stop it's just that's the thing we'll focus on after the we've got these going. two hurdles yeah um, on that note actually um, please keep your eyes peeled for um, Rock Zone events in summer yeah, coming but mainly, away but mainly High Rocks brand events yeah and then if if you have like a you know a spare weekend or something then yeah sure you can check these guys out as well I mean, we're just trying to add to the community. We don't want to see the party stop just as much as you guys. It's going to be great. So happy because Eddie Eddie started by saying, oh, you know, we're really focused on Manchester and London. I was like, perfect, because <laughs> we will offer you everything you need. I'm and just now, saying, if you need to prioritize your, your time, then, uh, yeah, I mean, you know where to come. <laughs> to add some clarity to that, we'll, we'll release details of that properly, but we're, we're thinking about just like we had a special moment with the PFT tour. Let's get some people together uh, in the summer outside but less pressure, less production When are value. you guys going to be releasing your, your summer events? Oh, uh, it's probably planners. after and around yours. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not going head to head with you, motherfucker. <laughs> no, no, I meant when are you launching them? 
Um, probably when we let no this. Comment. Yeah, great, no great comment. show. <laughs> no comment. This guy's so media trained. We'll, uh, yeah, oh, no. <laughs> nicely done. Yeah, we're gonna have to yeah, think of something to the summer. They gotta give some together. calendar real quick. <laughs> um, so speaking of getting some next season, <laughs> that's <laughs> next season. <laughs> we're gonna get some more high rocks, right? We're getting more events, get more, more venues. I'm, I'm imagining. And what's what's to come? What are we gonna get from 2023, 2024? What's new? Are there any other locations that are popping up? We've heard word on the street that there's a couple of other locations that that may or may not be mm. launching. Like in terms of locations in the UK or globally? Locations in the UK. In the UK. Let's uh, start. Let's start had... there. The mean as we start to go on. Yeah. Because, you know, we've had Dublin launch. Yes. So that's a. That's a new location. Super yep. exciting. So um, Dublin won't be the first UK event. I believe it's Birmingham and then Dublin. Um, yeah. Could we get a Roxone exclusive like we always try and do and reveal right here, right now, what a potential city in the UK might be? A potential future city? Mm. 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 <laughs> no, you cannot get it. It's cool. We'll bleep that out, okay? Three, well, we two, have, one, say it now. Well, we have three, three already released, right? Uh, Birmingham, Dublin, London. Okay. And we've got three more to release for next season. Right, so, so I guess that, that might even be an exclusive, to be honest. Um, we might be even wanting yeah. to give it to you. you so who knows? Who knows where those other three will be? Well, let's do the maths right now. So Manchester, if that reoccurs, and Glasgow, if that reoccurs, that's five. What are we missing? Does that mean there's a new location? Maybe. We figured it out. Nice. <laughs> Maybe not. You heard it here first. You heard nothing. nothing. <laughs> what, what is actually the process on trying to figure out new locations? Like, what is the thought that you go through? Is it just about... How many people in the local area? What venues are existing? Yeah, we're looking to like local communities, obviously the fitness community in different areas, whether it's strong. Um, and also the venues. It's not not every location has a venue that's yeah. suitable. It's it's right. hard to find a venue with capacity. What's like a good square meterage that you go for? Um do you do you ask everyone that? I'm genuinely curious <laughs> about this. Like what's the what's the like minimum threshold where you'd be like that's a venue we can Yeah. Because there may be some some people listening that have got venues, then they might want to reach out to you guys. To be honest, I always forget the the size of our venues, but I think it's like ten thousand meters squared or something. Um so size but matters. Don't quote me on that. Size matters. Size does matter. Okay, size does nice. matter when it comes Doesn't to venues. Remember that everyone. Doesn't always matter. <laughs> But with Hyrox, it matters. <laughs> and we're going to round it out with that. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. And we're going to have drinks and snacks in the sauna. Peace and love. Woohoo! Back to Ben in the studio. And by the power of radio and magic, um, we're back. Um, I thought that was a really interesting little chat, to be honest. I personally am super excited for the mezzanine. Uh, as someone who does like to take the odd picture, I think being able to watch it from a bird's eye view, that's going to be pretty cool. Um, but anyway, moving on. So this week, um, we're introducing a segment uh, called Community Questions. So we want to hear from you guys. We obviously started out in the community and we want to hear more from you. So uh, you can reach out to us uh, on at Pod or email us at hello at com and fire in some questions. And basically, we're going to start to try and answer as many of them as we can and even go on a crusade to try and find the answers if we can't. Um, so it's now time for me to flick over to uh, producer Mikey, who's actually been looking through the community this week. Um, what does everyone want to know? 
so first question I've got for you, Ben, is from Dave Nash, who wanted to know a very specific question. Mm. And he wants to know uh, what rope thickness mm. is used for the sled pull? Is it 38 mm. millimetres or is it 51 millimetres? Mm. I like to refer to that as girth, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, so, I mean, for everyone listening at home, I'm sorry. Um, right. Let me have a little think. I actually did reach out because I was preloaded on this one because it's such a hard one to put a number on. I did some uh, reaching out to the marketing team and they actually got back to me. It's 38. 38. Yeah, 38 millimetres. I'm not sure why you'd need to know that. Like, it, unless his gym's got a really thick, girthy rope that he's handling, I don't know. I'm, this is going down a weird tangent now, isn't it? It is, it yeah. is. Yeah, we should move on. We should move on. Uh, next question is from Matthew Worrell, who asks, can anyone give me advice on when we can get our start times for High Rocks London? Yes, yes, we can. Um, so the official answer on that is Wednesday the 26th of April. Um, so they'd like to send it out a little bit advanced, but obviously everything's still being finalised with late cancellations and people still um, either selling tickets if they can't not. So yeah, Wednesday the 26th of April is when you can expect an email. Uh, it's a personal email that comes out to you uh, with this is your specific start time. Uh, this is a little tip. When you get the number, you turn up for registration and you get it written on your arm in Sharpie. Um, the first, I think it's the first portion of that is an, it's the time. It's not just a random number. It's the time of your wave. So um, little little insight that if you ever forget when you're walking around on the day, where what, what time am I? Just look at your arm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I got. I think I got the email the other day as well, telling you generally what time everyone's going to go off yes. in London as well. So that that information is out. Just your specific uh, yes, yeah, start yeah. time we're waiting for, aren't we? Yeah. Um, next up is Addy Million. Uh, she's asking if volunteers are needed for the World Championships in Manchester. Do we yeah, they are. They are. They always are. They're always needed. Um, we've actually got a link. We've got a very special link that will allow you to sign up to a Google Sheet. Uh, and we're going to be chucking that in on Instagram in the um, in our bio. Uh, we've got a little Linktree link and we'll put it in there. So if anyone is interested in going on and volunteering and watching some super sweaty men and women uh, in Manchester uh, and producing Mikey, actually, he'll be racing. Yeah, so you I can come and be. cheer him round. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, please do. Yeah, that'd be great. Let's make that happen. So, yeah, if you do want to go and um, volunteer, uh, volunteering takes many forms. It could be helping to uh, staff the merchandise thing or it could actually be actually in the race um, judging whether Mikey's lunges are... <laughs> please don't know rep me, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, I'll put a bounty on that. Um, um, sorry, I probably won't do that. Actually, I'll fuck you up a little bit. Um, so yeah, um, if you're up for it, um, and it's a great thing to give back, and you actually earn like a, a ticket next season, I think, as well. So it's uh, if you want to save the pennies, then uh, yeah, head on up and you get some merch as well, I think. So yeah, pretty good deal all round. Love it. Uh, and finally, uh, Deborah Ferreria wants to know... Can you recommend a good online program to follow? Ooh, can I? I don't think I can. I would probably be the wrong person to give advice on this. Um, there are some fantastic people out there that do provide programs. I mean, I think we spoke to two people earlier, Paul, both Paul and Tim, uh, do planning. They do coaching. So, um, I mean, I'll give them a plug for the hell of it. Why not? Um, I can't say I've used their plans, but 
Um, they seem like they're doing pretty well, aren't they? Um, <laughs> so, um, but there are loads of people out there, and I think plans are something that gets talked about a lot in the community. And there was even an, um, an unofficial, well, an unofficial Hyrox plan that got circulated a while back, but that's sort of fallen by the wayside and sort of been replaced now by a lot of the brand partnerships um, that I well I actually have tried fit actually. Uh, that so they are Fit uh, Runner and Levels, and those are the official partner apps. Uh, for training and if you do want something if you're not willing to sort of make that step up to buying a dedicated plan straight away these are a bit more entry level um, and they'll sort of help you get on track with high rock style training for the future so um, I, the fit team have been very kind to us and we've worked out with them quite a few times uh, and I would say that having used their app for a number of weeks um, I do rely on it um, to help me sort of uh, fill my training holes God, I can't believe I said that. Wow, swiftly on. I think that was the last one. I hope it was. Those are all our community questions. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so, yeah, if you are training uh, and you're thinking about doing these training plans, we actually are in the process of getting a fit referral code. Those guys love us that much. Um, if you are thinking about signing up, uh, you can actually use our discount code in just about every territory now. So it's rockzone-10, and that will knock 10% off uh, your overall race ticket. So, yeah saving more money why not and we don't make a commission off that that is that is literally just for us to give back to you guys so use it don't use it doesn't make any difference but we're just trying to help you out wicked i think that's us then um i'm not really sure how this episode's gone but i hope you've enjoyed it to be honest um if you haven't don't tell the other guys because they won't leave me alone again um if you have then thank you um, you've come on this audio journey with me um we've learned some good stuff and uh yeah there's nothing more for me to really say uh and producer mikey please join me in saying uh rock zone out rock zone out there we go lovely stuff <laughs>